going to press record now before I forget again. Okay. <laughs> there we go. So we're 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 uh, we can rec we're recording this now, which is good. Okay. Great. Great. Cool. I emailed last night and I saw you had a very fun-filled um, oh, two weeks. It's been it's been a very interesting couple of weeks. Yes. Um, which is partly what's what's uh, what's uh, I, I mentioned. I think um, my curiosity about the the law of attraction. Um, uh, I think I and I think I even mentioned the chap that I met uh, some weeks or months back uh, who's got me into this. Uh, it just it's just funny how I keep having conversations with or you know weird things keep happening um, that are leading me to, to meet interesting people, have very interesting conversations with people. Um, but yeah, Michelle uh, is a, is a, is a powerful, nice guy. Um, and um, I, I, like I said, I asked him for 20 minutes of his time. Um, and he, he gave me four times that. And the only wow. reason he had, I think he would have given me more, except he had this meeting with, uh, with, with, with Facebook. <laughs> some people at Facebook, cool. uh, which he reckons is going to, could potentially net him a lot of, a lot of dough. Um, so he had to rush off for that, but um, he was incredibly forthcoming with, with helpful tips. Uh, uh, and if I'd been switched on enough, I'd, I'd have pressed, I'd have, I've gotten my, my, uh, my phone out and I would have pressed record and put it on the table right away as it is. I didn't think about it until we were about 40 minutes in, but never mind what I, what I did get, um, yeah. is really, is, is really cool. And in fact, I'll, I'll forward you the transcript. I just, I just want to double check with him that he's okay with that. And he's currently off. He's, he's off sunning himself on an Island in the Caribbean at the moment. So when okay. he's back, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask him if he has a problem and I'll, I'll, I'll forward you the I can't imagine you'll have any problems with that. Should have asked right. Yeah, that would be great to just listen to and just be a fly on the wall. And oh yeah, um, and he had he was he had a lot to say about uh, um, Gary Halbert. In fact, tell you what, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna search here. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's amazing to see that you just you start on this trail of. Uh, whatever thought you had about copywriting and how fast yeah. that vortex just picks up and it, it just really blows my mind to know that. I mean, you've mentioned in that email last night, you mentioned uh, some pretty big names like John Fancher, um, Perry. Uh, I might miss, I might be missing another name in there, but yeah, there's a lot yeah. going on um, here. Well, Perry offers you a chance to, uh, I think once every two or three months, he, he puts he parks himself next to a particular phone. Okay. And yeah. You just yep. you just you call in, and if and if he's not it's, if he's not already talking to somebody, the phone rings and you get him. Okay. Um. And so I I called him up and sort of explained what my my situation, and he was, and he said, oh, at the time I was, um, uh, at the time I was. You know, hang on, let me go back. I guess I explain. You know, I'm trying to get this copywriting service off the ground. Sure. Um, and I, well, that's right. I was trying to. I was playing with click funnels. I was because I, I I'd sort of been advised some months ago that I should just do this one funnel away course of uh, Russell Brunson's. 
uh, which I did, uh, I never really finished it. Um, and Perry's advice basically was, no, forget that. <laughs> forget all that. Uh, all you need to do is start um, is start looking at copy. If, if you really want to do copywriting, just take take the the industries that you know well or that you're really interested in, and start looking at uh, individual websites that could be in, uh, whether they're belonging to individual people or their their company site. So just look at them and critique their you know look at their copies. Is, is that is this is this is this convincing copy? Yes. No. No. Well, okay. How could it be improved? And then yeah. send people, you know, um, uh, an email saying, "Here's, you know, here's what I think you were. I think you're, you you should be fixing your copy up." Um, Michelle said almost exactly the same thing a couple of days later. Um, now Perry had also he's he's big on on and I think I agree with him now. Uh, he's big on newsletters, um, which you go figure. I mean. He would be because he's been producing a newsletter, the monthly newsletter now for for over ten years, and every time it comes in the mail, I mean, I I I don't always drop what I'm doing to read it, but I I pay attention to what he writes in there. Yeah, um, because it's it's always almost always going to have something, and frequently two or three or four things that make me think, ah, that's interesting. That's the perspective. He sometimes has this ability to. Um, articulate a thought that has been sort of running through the back of my my head, not not subconsciously, but not in a, not in a way that I've quite managed to articulate. And he goes, "Oh, oh, he's thinking that too," but he's he, he's actually he's actually managed to to reach a conclusion and and articulate it in a way that makes a lot of sense. Um, and you know, and so he, you know, he's been producing this thing for for ten years, and it's it's probably of all the stuff in you know his product offering, I think it's the thing that probably um, is of most value to me. I'm not that not that I haven't benefited from Truth Seminar or Rosetta Stone yeah. or anything like that, but I think I really uh, that that newsletter is really really cool. Yeah. Um, and then either last month or the month before. It wasn't actually in a newsletter. Not, uh, month, last month, the month I was in, I was in the the forum, and came across a uh, a thread in which somebody was saying, "You know, how does how does Perry produce his newsletters?" And lo and behold, he doesn't sit down and writes them out. Uh, he actually has a conversation with John Fancher once a month. The two of them sit down, and they, you know, they're both, they're both thinkers, right? Yeah. Uh, introverted, deep thinkers, and they just start, they just, they just start bouncing ping pong balls between the two of them, and and stuff comes out. They've got it. You know, I think they actually do it face to face, but even if they don't, they could, they could do it like we are now. Sure. Um, and and then it's transcribed. John pretties it up a little bit, um, you know, he, he rearranges a bit of stuff, fires it back to Perry, Perry edits it a bit, bingo, newsletter, that's it. You know, that, so basically a newsletter gets produced in, I, I would guess that's probably about five hours worth of work yeah. between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, and out comes something that is really, really cool. Um, 
And what's really interesting to me is that it is capturing the art of, it, it's all about the art of conversation. Absolutely. Um, which he, and funnily enough, in another newsletter half a year or so ago, he actually said as much. He said, there is, uh, there is so much stuff in the world that there's so much information. Most of it is crap. Yeah. Um, and not just, I don't, you don't just mean what you get on television. I mean, most of, you listen in on most conversations, most of it is very, idle chit chat and you know not particularly it's 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 comparatively trivial um it might even be silly or stupid uh, and the actual kinds of conversation that i think people there's a growing hunger in the world for conversation that touches on the fabric of life of human life yeah Yes. And touches the human condition and says, oh, you hurt here, don't you? Yeah, it's like, like whacking on this bruise. You know, I, when I pulled my hamstring doing Taekwondo about, it was back at the, back at the end of August. Right. You know, somebody had come on and, and come and whacked me. I think I did actually whack myself one day on that bruise. It was a great big purple black bruise in the back of my leg here. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, it's just like so anybody who can, who can touch that. Yeah. Not, well, not that you like having people touching you where, where you're, you, you know, provoking pain, but, but whenever you're, whenever you, you do that, you're, you're sort of, you're touching on the, on the fabric of this, this thing we call life. You know, my, my old granddad, he was, he was a bit of a philosopher in his old age. He used to, I used to sit, I was 10, 12, something like that. And he would sit you know, in his easy chair and say, what is life? Yeah, I know we, 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 we you know, we, the day-to-day -day stuff, but what is that thing, that magic thing called life? Yeah. That has a start and an end in a specific human being. But it, if, if you go across all of, all species, you know, what is that thing of life that, that seems to travel like a, an invisible thread a, a wind through through all that what is that um well of course i couldn't answer it and he can't he couldn't either but he we we both we both sort of instinctively understood that it was an important question yeah um and there's not enough conversation in the world right now that that is about that question and and some of the the underlying questions, you know, behind it. How do we, how do we create a life that's really worth living? Um, what's, you know, you, you know, it brings in themes of, of happiness, grief, pain, heartache, confusion, yep. all of it. Um, and that is like, that's what Perry and John seem to have mastered quite well in their newsletter. And I think he was sort of arguing if you want to, if you want to gain customers and you want to make a difference in your customer's life and in their customer's lives, you need, it needs to bring in the element of conversation. I suppose, and also of story, what, you know, you could argue story, conversation, almost two sides of the same.
Yeah, I agree. I think so. That was really, really interesting. Uh, that was that was from Perry, uh, and then Mich- my my chat with Michelle. You know, I literally it was just ten minutes with Perry over the phone. And Michelle, it was literally face to face. It's it's at a Starbucks. It's just just over here, um, about about halfway between his place and mine. And he, and as soon as I suggested, he said, "Oh yeah, I was there today." <laughs> um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, we literally sat, even though it, I, I walked in, I was about 15 minutes early and he had just walked in about two minutes before. So we were both early. Um, I recognized him right away, introduced myself. And we, we sort of spent talk for 80 minutes. It, 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 it didn't really seem like two strangers talking to each other, although that's what it was. Um, he, he seemed to have, I, I'm, I'm real curious if this is something that travels through the whole copywriters community um, or not. Yeah. I mean, you were at the copy chief event. Is that, is that something you detected as well? Just about everybody who was there. Absolutely. There, there's these patterns that link to other patterns and you get this feeling, this spirit finger quotes. Yeah. Uh, universal sprinkle onto your onto your cupcake and you're just like i don't know what's going on here like i don't know how is it that we're we're carrying this conversation like we're friends and and that is when i went to perry's event or the copy chief event that you're meeting with these people and you know that there's a safety blanket on there and you need to continue that wonder with that conversation and that's what really tickles people to be interested and to find out that life is unique and life is very special but we have to do the effort of following our again the finger quotes gut or your spirit or that little voice in your head to go forth and do that and I think when you do that a lot time becomes stretched. I don't know what happens, but you fit more things in short periods of time than you have in the last 12 months. Yeah. And I think that's what happens when you, when you tap into that, uh, you know, Perry talks a lot about how social media is, uh, is basically just distraction. Uh, and most human beings are, are now age are very easily distracted and they love it. They don't want to focus on the conversation that kind of makes them uncomfortable. But the thing is, is that conversation that's a little bit uncomfortable or it doesn't have to be uncomfortable, but it can be in a bit of wonder. You're, I, I feel like the brain and the spirit and everything connects and it grows. And all of a sudden now you're shedding that old self and you're getting into the new self and you're attracting more things that, I mean, it's effortless almost. I mean, it just feels like you're, you're not even doing anything and it's just coming at you. And, and then now the gears are, you're putting oil in the gears and now they're not as, as uh, they're not slivering out all those spurs, you know, do you know, do you get what I'm saying here? Like, it's just a smoother process, but for other people on the outside looking at it, they're going like, I don't know how this is going on. How is all this magic happening? How are you being all this conversation? How are you having these deep levels with these people? And a lot of it has to do with just paying attention to uh, what you want and not what uh, the, what's distracting you. 
So stripping out a lot of things in your life and just focusing on a few can be very, very, uh, uh, I don't, I don't want to sound woo woo, but it, it's very magical. Have you seen that, um, that uh, there, actually there's a, there's a bunch of different, uh, YouTube videos all, but they're, they're all wrapped around a particular, um, audio recording of Alan Watts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm familiar with Alan. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, what it, it's basically along the lines of what do you want? Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you desire? You know, what kind of situation would you like? Um, and he, he effectively argues that argues in it that that's an important question to ask. Um, and I've sort of come around to thinking that he is actually right. Um, and most of us are desperate. I mean, one of the attractions to social media, I think, and to any, any kind of distraction at all is it allows us to avoid asking the question. Yep. Um, now, why we're so terrified of asking the question, what do I want? I, I'm, 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 I'm a little curious why we, 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 we shy away from that. Uh, I, I, the fear of disappointment is, is, is probably one of them. Um, fear of disappointment, fear of failure, probably all comes around to fear, uh, fear of something. Um, but most people manage to successfully and sadly travel through life of, uh, successfully avoiding asking the question. And if you want to have any kind of satisfaction and, and, and happiness in life, you have to come face to face with that question. What is it I want? Why don't I have it? Have I, what is it that is making me avoid going after it? Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think it, it's not a question you ask just once. I mean, I, th I think it's something you, you, you have to ask ideally, I suppose every day, but certainly regularly. Yep. Um, I mean, I can, I think I, I think it's something I started to ask of myself probably about 20, 25 years ago. Um, wife and I weren't long married and I was working and I'd already been fired from one job and I was working another one that I instinctively knew was wrong. Um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the place I should be. Um, but at, at the time I was, I lacked any, um, I was almost completely devoid of self-belief. Uh, and I just was desperate to find any job that I, I could get and with, with one kid on the way, you know, I, I took it. Um, and, but, you know, it, it was, it was after working that second job thinking, you know, if I'm not careful, I'm going to get fired from this one again. Um, I started to think, well, okay, what's the alternative? Um, and I, then I, I had a couple of different conversations, one with a pal and one with a very successful business coach who basically said, you know, if, 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 if what you're doing is not, is not scratching where you itch, then, yeah. You know, is it possible you're in the wrong environment? Cream rises to the top. Yeah. If the cream isn't rising to the top, then it isn't in milk. Cream yeah. has to be in milk in order to rise to the top. So if you're not rising, you're in the wrong environment. And, um, 
and that's when I started that. So that it, it was a, a sort of a, a slightly more nebulous way of, of basically asking the question, what do you want? Yeah. Don't be afraid of asking the question. Don't be ashamed of asking the question. It's a, it's, it's a bold question to ask. You need to ask it. What do you want? And of course, answering the question isn't easy um, because we've sort of, we've sort of all grown up in a world that desperately teaches you not to not to answer the question, or the, uh, sort of subliminally teaches you not to answer, not to ask the question. Because I mean, certainly, I look at my, you know, my my parents and, and generation of all. I, I think none of them really dared to ask. Um, and they simply had this sense of duty calling. You must, you know, there was a, I mean, I come from in, in Canada, it still has a, has a very heavy British influence. And I think my parents large were still largely affected by the Victorian era. Mm -hmm. um, Victorian era thought, you know, you, 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 you take your place that is, as it's allotted to you, mate. Don't, don't try and rise above your station. <laughs> take what you're given, be grateful for it. And if you try and, rise above your station that just that, that could only be ingratitude well no actually it isn't ingratitude um so uh it's it's been it's been a very very interesting couple of weeks uh and michelle like i said he's he's he came up with a number of uh suggestions he's he's been through hell the last few years um and he, he actually if you, if you look in his blog it's a michelle michellefortin.com uh, he actually mentions that he, he he lost his wife, his his mom, his dad, and his sister, all four to cancer in the space of about five years or four years, starting around 2012 seems to me, and then by 2016 he had you know he'd lost all four of them. So um, wow, and so the people who were largely closest to gone in the space of four years. Well, you know that's enough to make a lot of people suicidal um and he sort of he, he knew that he couldn't carry on doing business the way he had up to that point because he just didn't he didn't have the presence of mind anymore he was he was he was he was too busy doing doing what they the therapists like to call grief work and so he went he actually went and got a job with a with a marketing agency and they knew he he was they knew his pedigree and uh, so he did that for about uh, two, three years. And he's only relatively recently gone back out to um, work on his own. So when you, when you look at his, uh, his site, it looks like he's been doing it. Well, he has actually been doing this for about 30 years, but he's only been actively doing it under his own banner again for about a year, year and a half, maybe. Um, I just, you know, when he told me the story, I, I just met him, you know, and he, he's telling me this stuff and I'm thinking, I'm feeling quite privileged um, for some, you know, somebody who's only, like, I'm a total stranger, uh, you know, and he's actually, he was actually telling me uh, it was, it was heartbreaking what he's been through, but he has, you know, he, he has hung on for this with his back teeth. Uh, and now he is, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's doing quite well again. And he's poised, I think possibly, you know, he could be on the, on the edge of, you know, find, getting, achieving his greatest victories. We'll see. Good. I'm glad that he's, I'm glad that he's on that end instead of uh, feeling, you know, you're right. Uh, people do get very 
uh, depressed, suicidal, um, start on the downward spiral. Oh yeah. And um, I can't imagine um, that in my life. Uh, it brings up an interesting point because uh, when you, whenever you hear a story, I heard the other day when you when you when you hear a story, uh, stories are just memories, and you huh. can rewrite. Yeah. Uh, the story in your life. So for, for Michelle, if it's, if it's the, the story could be different, the memory could be different. It could be, oh, I'm, I'm not doing so well. I'm heading down, downhill. My, I'm getting ill. I'm, I'm just not feeling well. Um, I'm depressed, but he seems to rewrite that and reframe that and choose to be, uh, okay with it. And you're, you're describing who now? Uh, Michelle, Michelle okay. Ford. With, okay. uh, and right. that, and that to me is, is a very powerful, um, skill to have and to be aware of it. You know, you, you talk about Alan Watts, a lot of his self-awareness, just where you're at. And we're, I think a lot of us are in a state of, uh, we want to, you'd said, you know, what do you want? But most of us are programmed and conditioned to have the, you know, what do I, this is what I don't want. I focus on what I don't want. I'm moving away. That's much easier to, uh, to answer. Um, but answer, yep. answering what you, what you do want is, is, yeah. I actually, I think strict, it probably isn't actually any harder to answer than what I don't want, but we have been, we have absorbed this ethic somewhere that says it's wrong, it's selfish to even dare to answer it. Uh, and so we don't, we, we feel yeah. this, we, we, the, the, we, we seem to have this sense of shame yeah. That goes along with daring, daring to answer the question. Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting. I, I think I've mentioned this guy, um, Paul Rosenberg. I've, I've been reading phenomenal amount of his stuff. Um, freemansperspective.com. Brilliant thinker to my mind. He's, uh, um, he's a techie. Uh, I think he's been a, either a fiber optics or a construction or an electrical engineer, I think through the early part of his life. But uh, he, He's really a historian and a philosopher and a self-taught psychologist. But he's read a phenomenal amount, and he's basically, um, you know, he sort of reached the the conclusion that most of us we we've absorbed this ethics as you you don't dare ask what you want, uh, and you don't and you don't dare think that anything good could possibly come out of you. Heavens, you know how. That's that's disgusting. You could actually come up with something that could change the world for the better, and you know, and and, and you could contribute to people's lives. Um, and he's actually when he, he he hasn't come up with that directly. He was actually, I think, uh, quoting from Carl Jung, the um, mm -hmm. uh, the, the Swiss psychologist. Um, I, I'll have to give you this in the collection of quotes that I've, I've picked up um, reading uh, Paul Rosenberg stuff. But that's one of them. Um, you know, but 
to, to not believe that we're capable of anything good when in fact that's our, that's our natural state. Yeah. So yeah. we have fallen from, a, from, from humanity, from being a, a full human being to somewhere way down here. Now what you need to do is, is crawl all the way back up. And I think the, the beautiful thing about being uh, in the business of persuading of, of the persuasion through the written word uh, is that we can help people realize that we can help. We can actually help our client, you know, we're okay. Yeah. We're there to help our clients get more business to, to, to write, to write sales pages or fix their copies so that their, their, their business converts more. They get more customers. Yeah. But really that is just one small step towards a much larger, it, if you accept it, it's one step to, to a much larger goal, actually making their, making your client's life a whole lot better. Yeah. In, in, in monetary and non-monetary ways. And by inference, you would hope anyway, helping their clients uh, yes. lives do the same. And if, you know, if, if so, I, I think that's, that's sort of the way I'm looking, I'm thinking about copywriting right now. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm reading a lot of, copying out, I should say, a lot of um, control ads. I've done an awful lot of Gary Halbert's stuff. I did, did Joe Carbo's Lazy Man's Way to Riches one I just finished out this morning. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a phenomenal ad. That's just, yeah, these, uh, it blows my mind where these, these, I mean, I look at it and I think, oh, this is, I can see all sorts of little threads, you know, different emotional triggers that he's, he's, he's touching all the way through it. Um, it's quite amazing. It's an art. Really, really good. Why Men Crack. Have you seen that one? I haven't. Why Men Crack. I don't think anyone knows who the author was. Um, and Halbert's the one who, who I think points people in this direction. It, it, it's actually an ad for selling postum. Okay. <laughs> You know, I didn't even know what pasta was before I read this ad. And apparently it was sort of like a, a replacement for coffee, but without the caffeine. It was very, very popular about 100 years ago. And it's, okay. it's gone out of production now. I think people are starting to resurrect it a little bit. You know, but you read that ad and he, he, he pulls in the idea of why men crack. It's because they've overdone the alcohol. They've worked too hard. They've overdone the caffeine. Well, here's where the pasta can come in. You can, you know, it, yeah. Yeah, bol yeah, baloney. It's not really going to prevent yeah. from cracking but the, 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 he paints the picture so beautifully and then towards the end of it he mentions this lady in um michigan somewhere battle creek michigan i think uh who is famous for her postum and sort of and sort of uh brings all sorts of sexual innuendo into in, into the writing you think, oh, all these 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 middle-aged men who are fearing of cracking. There's this delightful there's this delightful lady somewhere who's known for a pasta. Wow, I mean, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. The stuff that you really that Check it out. I'll I'll send you the link if I can find it. Yeah, send me the link. What Why I men crack? What's interesting about it is whether it's on Facebook or uh, if you're rewriting an ad and wherever you're getting this information, it's that it's uh, shareable. It's like hitting the share button. Yeah. And whatever that you're producing, uh, the people, the man reading your ad, hopefully he wants to share that ad or talk about that ad over coffee with somebody that he cares about. 
or a coworker, and and look and just framing all of your uh, your output like that, saying, "Hey, like I wonder, like I have an audience, but all those people have an audience, and they have an audience, and creating uh, they, well, they all have a filter too, which is another level of thinking." You know, everybody has a filter of, of information. So, you know, like attracts like. And if I'm telling you about a subject that you don't, you don't have an interest in, you don't really know about, it's going to come out like Chinese. And yep. you, you, just, you just don't have any interest. And your brain will start to trigger all sorts of things like get out of here. Uh, we're trying to conserve energy for your body so you can operate all this stuff. And I think that's why uh, creating content and sharing to your prospect or your client, or for example, the critiques, that's a great, I, I didn't really think about that, but yeah, go to a website that you're interested in or have worked for, or, you know, you have skills in and, and say, Hey, uh, I'm curious to know why did you use that headline? And I'm really interested in that. Like that's, that's something that's a good conversation about them that says, well, what's in it for me? Well, more sales, obviously. Um, and just having an interesting conversation. So, yeah, um, I don't really know where I was going with that, but uh, because I have a lot of thoughts in my head right now, but yeah. uh, that, that's, really, that's a really good idea. Um, Michelle, Michelle's uh, strategy for that was, I think, really it was subtly different and clever. He said, he certainly said, look at your, look at a potential client's uh, copy, uh, come up with a couple of suggestions, send them an email and say, here's what I see. Would you like to book a, uh, you know, if, if you want, you can, you can, we, we can book a session. I'll charge you just 200 bucks. Uh, and we'll, we'll do an hour zoom session and I'll, I'll explain to you exactly the, the, the little, the, you know, what I think's wrong with your site and the things, the, and then you can take my suggestions and you can just give them to, to a, uh, to a junior, whoever you've got on staff that you prefer to work with. And I'll just charge you 200 bucks. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and he says a lot of the time what those people with that class client, you know, that they've already paid him 200 bucks. What they'll do is they'll, they'll come back to him a couple of weeks later and say, you know what? Um, could we hire you to do it? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And that's when he, that's when 200 bucks turns into 10 grand. Yes. Um, and cause he, they, 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 they decide that actually he really knows his stuff better than the people they've got. Um, sweet. Because, because really, you have the, really the it's the lenses that you see the copy. Yeah. And you know, they can read it all day. Yeah. And, and go or even handwrite it for a amount of time. Yeah. It's there. It's that level of, okay, I'm handwriting it. But now let me understand it. Let me let me see why we have the bullets yeah. the way they are. Let me see why I have I have a a, a lead. Let's all of this this whole process so that it's greased and that it slides. And objections objections are huge. You know we yes. we these are the, these are the types of things that we have to go in uh, that mirror effect where we're, I'm not just. You know, I could, it could be my business. I'm going to write it, but I do need a critique. I do need to see how people see it so that I'm getting rid of all of that gunk in my head and allowing uh, 
a, a criticism and a critique to come in so that that copy is stellar. That copy will stab them in the eye and make them, yeah, make you know hit 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 a nerve. And um, so I think that strategy is really good. I mean, I'm very uh, interested in doing that myself because as soon as I've got my my site up and, and looking half decent, that's immediately what I'm going to start doing. Is 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 going going at uh, you know I'll, I'll probably stick within aerospace, which is what I know from way back. But I'll pick a few others as well and start critiquing critiquing stuff and then see how that how that pans out. Wow. Um, so that strategy, and then the other one was was the newsletters that, that Perry was recommending. Um, and I think, you know, if, if you he, his his suggestion was he, he actually said write a newsletter. I don't think he has a, has an aversion to turning a conversation into a newsletter. But if you write a newsletter that's particularly tailored to a particular industry, you email that out to you know, create an email list of two hundred, three hundred people. Email that out and see where it goes. Um, and you know, that's going to generate at least a few, a few customers. So, you know, it's yeah. interesting too, is that Google, uh, Google docs, um, I, I wasn't aware of this until about three days ago that there is a voice typing feature in which you can hit, basically hit this microphone button and you can talk into the document. And my head was like, well, wow. I mean, um, Sometimes my head thinks faster than what I can write. Yes. Uh, we've next leveled the way of coming up with a newsletter or a blog post or just anything and just scramble on, just, you know, get lock yourself in an office. And if you have a lot of thoughts, just hit that button and let it spill onto the page. I think that's, uh, you know, it's so easy now, you know, it's, it's, there's so many ideas that, um, that you can come up with that it just takes a little bit of, of um, a little bit of energy and a little bit of confidence yeah. to do it. And, um, and, and just, and just running with it and just seeing what happens. And then, uh, and if it doesn't work, um, screw it. I mean, Oh, well, what failure is an opportunity. It's always yeah. been an opportunity. So another um, strategy that, uh, or technique that Michel um, suggested is he will is is he will frequently when when he has a uh, a consultation with a client he will record that. Yes. Yes. Transcribe that. Yes. Uh, and then if the if the the client um, then wants him to write to to start producing sales pages. The trans the sales copy has already practically written itself just in the conversation. Bingo. Yeah, he'll have to he'll have to do a bit of editing, but the the the, the bones of it is there. Absolutely. Um, so literally, he that's why he uses Zoom um, very very heavily. He uses Loom um, to I think to send out you know simple you know two three minute videos as prospective uh, you know as cold prospecting. Uh, and uh, and then the other one was Cloud App, and I forget exactly why he was using Cloud App. That's not a, not a, a tool that I'm familiar with yet. That's brilliant. That is all he uses for his business, nothing else. I That's did. I, I usually use the Loom. I use Loom. I've used it in the past. I uh, even with Ted uh, Prodromo, if I'm saying yeah. that right. Um, I said, hey, I'll, I'll do a little critique on your page, and I just shot a, a Loom video, sent it to him, and it's just a nice touch uh, for the client. 
Yeah. And, uh, but I did not think about transcribing uh, the conversation and that's uh, with a, with a potential client and um, you, you're right. You have all the sales uh, copy you need in that conversation. That's, yeah. that's really good. Um, you, and in fact, you can even take that transcription uh, and then either at the end of the, of the consultation or, or in a, in a subsequent email say, by the way, would you like a transcription of that video? Here it is free. Bang. Whoa. Cool. Thank you. Um, wow. So if they've had, if you have in any way managed to blow their minds and you then give them the, give them a copy of the recording and that transcription. Really oh, cool. You know, they, they have, uh, you have pretty much won yourself the next, the next level of business. The amount of value has just went up exponentially. Yep. 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 That's, that's, a, that's course, what's, what's every, what's every zoom consultation. It's a conversation. Yep. Uh, and it's a, it's a meaningful conversation. Uh, you're actually going to help them help your client. They're going to almost, you know, it's, unless you're particularly curmudgeonly, um, you know, you're, they're going to end that conversation feeling a whole lot better about themselves, you know, in their own particular situations. Um, and even if they don't give you any more business, you know, your, your, your value in, in the marketplace has just gone bingo in the, in the eyes of that one individual, uh, referral referrals could come from that. So, yeah, no, I think, uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm just, I'm just rushing as fast as I can to get this, this site up, up and looking half decently. Then I intend to start using all these, these, these techniques really. It's, it's, it's pretty yeah, cool. I'll I'm really excited to see what what you're what uh, what you're going to report back um, because like this is now you got my head lighting up like wow why why have I not thought about this um, this is effortless yep do what I've already been doing yep um, but it just it just rose the the whole where we just moved a mountain yes. And, um, and, and when people, you know, other copywriters, if they're going to listen to this, read this, you're going to say, yep. wow, this whole time I've been trying to figure out what to do. And literally I, I don't have to do much more and it's not stopping. It's just not stopping the energy. You're not getting frustrated and, and throwing it in the garbage. You're just that little tweak. Yep. And all of a sudden we've got flow. So, yeah. And it, it's, it's all, they're all, these are all techniques that are, that what they're doing is they're, they're introducing, they're, they're bringing empathy to clients. You're, you're demonstrating the, a lot of the value that you're bringing to the client is, is, uh, is, is really non-technical. It's empathetic. It's, it's literally recognizing, oh boy, yeah, you guys do have a problem. Yeah, I've been there. I've seen that. Um, the world is quite desperate for that kind of thing right now. Um, there, there's just so much information. Life is so complex, so confusing. Anybody that comes along and gives you a listening ear and then says one or two things just has to be one or two, you know, to, to blow their minds. They, oh, well, no, I totally understand what's causing it. This is what you need to do. Yeah. Oh, 
wow, cool. And you've just, you've just improved somebody's life. For example, just having Kyle, Kyle Milligan's book and the value that it has and that you can carry that on into your work and apply that, yep. you know, most business owners, they, they don't exactly know the value of a copywriter. Um, they don't actually don't, they don't know how to have a conversation with a copywriter. Um, and for you to have the opportunity to shine in a conversation really makes for them to say, okay, I, I don't really know what the word copywriter means. I just know that some businesses use it, but what's wrong with my copy? I mean, I'm, I'm the one that I'm writing. And it's usually just based on uh, the, their, well, their ego uh. that, that they can do it. You know, it's not that hard. It doesn't really need, you know, you just need to slap it on. But we're really what they're putting on the page is they've been in and out of that bit. Uh, they're so deep in their own business that they're not putting themselves in the prospect of the client's shoes. And, um, and I want to loop back to what you had said about how everyone is starving for a conversation, a real conversation. Yeah. That is what a, what a, what a potential client wants but they don't even know that they need and then when they have that opportunity to book one uh, a call uh, and they say wow like what what just happened there i did not expect that yeah um is is that good conversation that empathetic yeah uh, yeah it, that's what really it's all about yep i'm real curious you just said something that got my attention he says most most entrepreneurs most business people don't know how to talk to a copywriter yeah um have you had some experiences that, that brought that home to you? Yeah, I actually had one uh, three, three days ago with a potential client. Uh, get on a call, actually the first round of talking to this business, it's a self-help. Um, uh, there's, there's also, it's all sorts of components in this business, but uh, for the majority, it's a self-help for men. Okay. okay. And so, hey, let's, let's make a call books a call with another copywriter in the business. Well, as I'm having this conversation with this, this copywriter, um, I realized this kind of slapped together that this guy has never really had a conversation on bringing on another copywriter, right? He, he just kind of has his own, uh, that was his client as well, but he was giving this, this job to him to say, Hey, talk to another copywriter and see if you can bring, well, I, I had a feeling that he hasn't really had these conversations before. Well, that led to me talking to the head of the business. Okay. And he was cool. asking me, it, it, I'm sorry. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. And well, that led to just some bland questions. Like huh. he wasn't asking questions that were, were too, uh, challenging for me. I hope that makes sense. I know I'm yeah, yeah. able when I talk, but it's that, do you really know what a copywriter is? What kind of power they have for your business? How much, you know, the, the, the amount of research it takes, the amount of, of time, you know, especially when working remote, of, uh, you know, it could be 11 o'clock at night and I could have an idea. I need to get out a piece of paper and I need to write this down. Yeah. But again, business owners don't understand that 
you're, you're kind of like a, um, I would say a partner, uh, a, a co-CEO of the business because you, you've got so much detail and you, you're becoming them, especially if you're going to write in their voice. So what kind of business is this? Uh, Are you able to share that without breaking confidence? Hmm. I'm curious to know about that. I don't know if I want to do that. Um, okay. Especially if it's recording, but it's a self-help business. Um, yeah, it just, there was a, you, you have to, when you're having a conversation with the business owner, you, you, you kind of want to be, you want to have a good, deep conversation, not those skimming across the top. Yeah. You know, of course I know what a, a headline is. I don't even know if you should ask that, you know, if, if it's a copyright. So, um, you mean you, you didn't know if you should ask that of another copywriter? I, I, yeah, I think we should, you know, when, when searching for one, uh, a copywriter, I, I think if you're intentional about it, you need to know. Now, if, if, if you're doing what we talked about earlier, which is critiquing a website, yeah, they're going to, they, we don't know. We don't know how, what, what's going on in their world. It's different from the other end, but if you're going to go and critique a website, I, um, I think you got to lead the conversation as the copywriter, even though it's their business. And, and it's, it's difficult to do if you don't know that, especially if you don't know sales, right? Like, I don't know about you, but me, I have to bone up and sharpen my tools on having a sales conversation in person. I can do it on paper, but in person, I need, I need to, to get more skills with that. So, I hope that makes sense. I know I'm kind of, um, not totally. Um, it almost sounded to me like you were saying you weren't, you weren't quite sure what you could, you were, you're talking to this copywriter. You weren't quite sure how much you should challenge him. Um, or, or let me reword that how he should challenge me when he's asking me questions. Okay. And, and I think when it just depends on how you're, you're, you're chasing clients. Okay. So, like I said, if you're going to send an email and say, Hey, I see uh, your sales page, a uh, couple of headlines here. Don't, don't make sense to me. Or I don't, I see that you don't have many objections in your, in your sales page. What, uh, there's there a reason why you, why you did this this way and you're leading the conversation. Are you leading the sale? If, the, if that's what your, your goal is, is to acquire a client. But mm. if it's the other way around and you're just putting out a lead magnet and you're getting emails and trying to acquire clients, it just depends on what, what you're doing. Yeah. But, um, you know, for me personally, I have to, uh, continuously learn more about sales in person. Okay. And, and that's, that's the challenge, uh, um, that I think a lot of copywriters do have uh, that they, they try to uh, talk and set up a Zoom call, but they don't know how to lead that call. Ah, ah. You know? So okay. there's different levels. And I know I'm going down a different hole there, which I didn't really mean to do because, my again, my mind runs faster than what my mouth can say. <laughs> um, and then I'm trying to catch up with other words, and I know it doesn't make sense at times, but for the most part, it 
let me wrap it up. Like, um, you know, if, if you know, if you're a copywriter, you're trying to acquire clients, it's like what you said, you just got to be good at being, uh, having a conversation. Yes. And, and that's really what it is. And most copywriters are introverts. They don't want to do that. <laughs> so I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying yep. to make a hurdle. I'm trying to make a hurdle for, um, people. If they do decide to read or listen to this, say, Hey, I like what you're saying, but I'm super uncomfortable with having a call with somebody. I'd rather just have leads come in and, and, and just buy my stuff. Right. But there's, you know, what, what we're talking about with getting a, a, a client and, and critiquing, it does take in getting out of your comfort zone. It takes uh, learning how, okay, you're going to have a conversation, but it needs to go somewhere. Yeah. And it needs to be led. And um, I, I, that, that, that is a problem I do see with a lot of copywriters, including myself, that, ooh, how's this call going to go? I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, um, how do I make the sale? Right? <laughs> You know, like, should I, should I try to close the sale right now? And this is stuff that makes copywriters really uncomfortable. And that's why they do it on paper. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, that is a problem I think I'm going to sit with uh, and try to, maybe I'll write a, a paper on that. But, um, yeah, let, I don't want to go too far into that. I'll, Tell you what, um, that, that, but that's a topic. I would, like, I would like to go down that rabbit hole. Um, on a, on a, on another Zoom, um, yeah. yeah, because I think that's, well, it's it's pretty critical. If you, if how do you how do you close a sale when you're use when you're much more comfortable with a a conversation in written word than by than by face to face? Now I, I I can volunteer one thing. I think was was that when talking with Michelle couple of weeks ago um i think he more or less suggested if if you if if you if you sell if it's a soft sell where you basically leave where you basically give way more value than the 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 prospect is expecting um but you still leave them in control you won't need to sell Mm. they will have sold themselves and they will, they will, you know, they will, uh, uh, you, you won't have to worry about it. Um, the, the trick is, is how do you, the trick is he would, I think he would say is it's all about giving way more value than anybody can possibly was possibly expecting. Uh, but at the same time doing it in such a way that they are in still feel in complete control of the situation and no pressure. Um, that's the, that's I think what he would say. Now, would, would that work with every customer? Um, maybe not. There's there's some people who maybe almost expect a hard sell, um, and you know they're they're chomping at the bit. And if you don't give it to them, then they feel a bit disappointed, and you you lose that. I haven't had that experience yet, but I, I suspect that the, the the soft sell approach doesn't work with everybody. Um, but it will certainly work with an awful lot of people. No, but it, of course, the difficult, the downside is it still requires you to have a face-to-face conversation with someone when when you are far happier sitting away at your text editor tapping away. Um, 
like I, I can probably volunteer two two more thoughts there. Kind of one is is a lot of it is about listening. Uh, yeah, and then when you hear somebody say something, you you repeat it back to them. This is what I think I heard you say. Am I correct? Okay, fine. Carry on. No, hold on. Okay, is this what I think I just heard? You? Okay, cool. And you keep doing that. Uh, that that's a very powerful technique to empathizing with someone the more you do that the more they realize ah he gets me yeah uh, the other one is actually something that i heard jordan peterson say on a on a uh, a youtube video um are you familiar with who he is yeah jordan yeah uh and he actually said that the vast vast majority of people and now he's he's probably an extrovert not an introvert so he might have a bias but um he argued the vast majority of people don't really know what it is they think until they blah, blurt it out and just let the thoughts come tumbling out. And they're going to be, it's going to be a mat the meal is going to look like a mass of spaghetti, but it's on, until they get it out on the plate, they can't bring any order to it. Um, just sitting with, with all these thoughts in your head, it's a rare, it's a rare human being that is able to organize his thoughts that carefully most people need to speak it out um is he right about, well I, I i i'm reluctant to, to to criticize jordan peterson he's far more experienced as a psychologist than i am um so he's he's probably right um and i i even even einstein if anybody had a remarkable bit a remarkable ability to organize his thoughts internally um it would probably be him but even he uh placed great value on on specific people that he would sit and talk with he used to have this group i think it was called the olympic club this was this is around about the time he was he was crafting his theories of uh, relativity uh, it was these, and he remained lifelong friends, and they were all in their twenties. But the, you know, they would sit together and talk about, you know, the latest scientific and mathematical uh, theories, and he found them incredibly helpful. And I have no doubt that even then he was probably organizing his thoughts around relativity by talking to them. Hmm. So if if you can if you can do that, and you know, it, you know, and letting the stuff come out in a mess is better than not letting it come out at all because you know you, you, chances are you're not really going to get your thoughts organized without a face-to-face -face conversation even though there's some nervousness and fear in it uh, and i get that i'm a i'm a card carrying introvert um i can i can play a pretty good extrovert when i have to but you know i i, I prefer sitting by myself contemplating my navel uh but still a lot of the time I have to talk my wife tells me off sometimes, you know, if I'm grumpy or in a, in a mood or something like that, she will, she will often just get me talking to her. And then once I do, then, then, then I, ah, okay, I've got to figure it out. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. This is really, I, I, I have gotten so much value just yeah. from your conversations over the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, from the, the Perry conversation, the, uh, Michelle, it's, I, I want to do, after this call, I'm going to take some action. I don't know what, but I'm going to do something from what I just heard from you. Cool. Yeah, this is pretty good. This was really, really good. So. Right. Well, I mean, uh, I don't you know. Let's, uh, how often do you want to do these things, mate? 
That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, Is once a week too frequent? No, that's good. I like that. Once a week, staying on tabs um, and, and just running with what ideas. Yeah, that's good. I like that. All right. Well, let's, let's do it on a weekly basis. Uh, and um, like I said, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get this one transcribed and, and we'll, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll fire it your way. Uh, yeah. And we'll just see, see where this runs. Um, and I'd be, I'd be happy to, if this, this is, I, I think this is going to, I'm really keen to see where this goes. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and I'm, I'd, I'd be keen to bring other people in on it as well. Actually, I've already mentioned this chap, Bill Raybo, that I've met, um, uh, how, to, how to live a great life. Uh, I think he wants to, to, to he'd, be, he'd be keen to talk, uh, talk in, the, in, a, in a threesome sometime because he's a, he's a really, man, he's an interesting guy uh again some you know you talk about somebody who was who has gone up here and then crashed and burned and but somehow had the presence of mind to know what was happening and and to re and, and be able he's he had just enough ability to step outside himself and then look sideways at himself and oh why is he thinking that way why is he behaving like ah okay no we need this is maybe this is what we need to try it's yep. that ability to be to observe yourself, uh, sort of scientifically, almost um, lo looking at you know being being the object of your own experiment. Uh, he's remarkably good at it, and uh, I I love listening to the guy talk. We'll have to get him on at some point. I would love to. Yeah, I would love to hear that. I think I would benefit a lot from hearing somebody like that. It would be yep. really good. Interesting. Super good, mate. Well, uh, it's been an hour. Uh, shall we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. And yep. um, book book a slot. And uh, I think that Calendly link will allow you to, to, to is reusable. Okay. So just book one for next week, and we'll just we'll just keep going. We'll do. Okay. All right. Nice talking to you, mate. Yeah. See you, man. Cheers. Bye bye.